Are you interested in bringing communities together? Are you interested in bridging cultural and communication gaps? Are you interested in podcasting? We want to help build a better world through better understanding of one another. And we want to amplify your voice in the conversation. So bring your ideas and voice to the Venn Network. We will help you bring your voice to the world. Two Iraqis came here to this country, were radicalized. That terror attack overseas. Assalamu alaikum, ladies and gentlemen. Assalamu alaikum, boys and girls. It is Tuesday evening. It is about 8.15-ish. I mean, who's paying attention that closely? It's just the way we do things. And uh, it is just a few days before Ramadan. And we are here live on on youtube and we are live on periscope and we are here tonight with to talk about uh the real ramadan what the real ramadan is and how the real ramadan works and who are we going to carry that conversation with but well boys and girls let me tell you who we're going to carry that conversation with the hardest working imam that i know imam azhar i don't know to laugh or cry but I have to say, mashallah, Brother Carl knows how to set the stage for each of our shows. Alhamdulillah. Assalamu alaikum. Uh, peace and greetings of peace be upon all of our listeners from all the various social media outlets from Periscope, Twitter, YouTube Live. Uh, we welcome you to another episode of Raw Islam, which we don't want to uh, continue to uh, keep on a somber tone rather to make it a productive one uh, where we are actually thinking, where we're devising solutions, where we're uh, making conversations go viral, and we're trying to make a difference uh, one human being at a time. So as Brother Carl said tonight, uh, we are here to talk about Ramadan, which is, if I'm not wrong, six days away. Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, actually five and a half days away, which is super crazy and super great. Uh, it's crazy because time flies so fast. April's already done. We're entering into May. 2018 Ramadan was just like yesterday, and now it's 2019 Ramadan. So as uh, time continues to trickle away faster than ice melting in a microwave, we have in front of us another opportunity. And so, Carl, Ramadan is coming, but before we actually um, talk about the blessings of Ramadan and the wholesome uh, feel of Ramadan that we should be working towards, we want to take this moment to um, uh, speak about the normalization of the loss of lives in our world. Um, in the last week, of course, we had... Um, a shooting in Africa in a church. We've had uh, a shooting at a synagogue in San Diego. We have uh, a shooting this afternoon of uh, four Sikh individuals from the Sikh community in Ohio. And I'm just following right now uh, a shooting that had happened a little while ago in North Carolina where two are dead and four are injured. But you know what? We can't continue talking about every shooting. Uh, our prayers are there with everyone, and we continue to feel the brunt of 
the pain that our our humanity, our fellow brothers and sisters are 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 suffering from. They're facing this, the tragedies and the trauma that is inflicted upon them. Um, but what we have to do in our love for them, in our determination to help them, is to set the stage for a new day, uh, a new world where this type of senseless acts of hate uh, cease. Uh, and they actually turn towards acts of kindness and goodness. So as we take this moment to pray for them uh, and, and to remember them and to pray for the families of those who have lost their lives, uh, I want to ask Carl to tell us why it is that we're discussing Ramadan today and how this decision came to be, uh, because we didn't have our Twitter poll this week, uh, but maybe someone overwrote the Twitter poll. Maybe someone deleted the Twitter poll. Maybe there's a conspiracy here. Maybe it has something to do with the end games. But without further ado, I'm going to ask Carl to give us insight on this. Inshallah. Carl? Amin, Imam Azhar. Thank you for that. Um, so there was no Twitter poll this week because uh, that was a decision that I made based on the simple fact that between what was going on in California and the fact that Ramadan is just a few days away, I kind of anticipated what the conversation was going to be. So I didn't run a Twitter poll this week. However, with that being said, if you are on Twitter, head, make sure you follow us at Venn Network, V-E-N-N-N-E-T-W-O-R-K. Every Monday, uh, we post a poll up where you, the viewers and our fans, get to vote. And you're the ones that uh, determine the, 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 the topic on the show. You're the ones that will determine what we're going to talk about. You determine the direction of the show. You determine how things are going to happen. Uh, but again, this week there wasn't one because I know Ramadan is just right around the corner and I know that uh, there was a lot going on in the news. So I just kind of made a command decision. And for those of you that don't know, I personally have not seen Endgame yet. And uh, Imam Azhar was teasing me with spoilers. Oh, I'm going to tell you a spoiler. So, you know, that that's that's what that's what was going on there. There's no conspiracy. There's no it just uh, with again, Ramadan so close uh, i just made a command decision that was all but follow us on ven network v e n n n e t w o r k uh and make sure you follow us up there because we are looking for a graphic designer we're running a contest best design gets two hundred dollars yeah uh look for the tweet you'll find it send us your design ideas and uh, we'll set up a voting. Everybody gets to vote on it. Best design wins 200. If you are not a graphic designer, but you know a graphic designer, make sure you share the link with them. That's all there is to it. But before I turn it back to Imam Azhar about tonight's uh, Ramadan topic, I had a very interesting conversation, which I thought would be an excellent segue for you. Uh, today, we were talking, me and some of my friends of mine, we were talking about reality versus concepts and what we were talking about was okay here's here's a good example is my wife after i converted and, and i got married my wife told me that you don't waste any food because the food you waste is going to chase you through through hell and it wasn't until years later, and I mean years later, like in the last two or three years here, that I learned that's not real. That's not written 
anywhere. It is purely a cultural thing that, that, that parents tell their children. And we had a nice discussion today just about conceptual things that we are told as Muslims about rules and regulations and sometimes they get clouded with hadith and quran and i would assume as a as a as an imam that this is especially around ramadan this is where you exist this is where a bulk of your work has to come in separating fact from fiction and before i turn it back let's give a big shout out to our super fan sister layla assalamu alaikum sister layla thank you for joining us um so with that there's my segue imam back to you you know thank you so much sister layla assalamu alaikum thank you for joining us again uh on another uh segment of raw islam uh, so, Brother Carl, you know, what you articulated there was uh, a, a story, um, a reality that many may not be able to um, connect with, uh, and many will. It's uh, unfortunate that we added a lot of things in our religion only so that people would not do something in the fact that it has credibility attached to it. Like, one of them being, as you said, if you waste food, that's going to pull you to hellfire. Yes, there is no um, there is no authentic text to it, but the Quran does state that Allah does not like those who waste, and Allah Subhanahu wa Taala is against those who waste. So, number one, was this made to kind of prevent something, or was this number two made to expand on that verse? Like, was this notion created to expand on the verse or was it just created to f instill fear? I'm worried about the first one. If it was, if it was, uh, if this, I don't want to call it a myth, if this ideology was formed in order to prevent something from happening, you know what that means, Carl? People were wasting food back in the days also. And the only way people could have curbed this phenomenon was to say, hey guys, if you waste food, you're going to go to hell for it. And so people are like, oh man, I don't want to go to hell. So let me stop wasting food. The question is, why are we wasting food? Why are we wasting food? Ramadan or no Ramadan? The sad part is Ramadan has become such a cultural practice that even after fasting 14, 16, 18 hours of the day, depending on where you live, people still have the nerve to take more than they can eat and then waste it. It's not a matter of sharing. It's not a matter of keeping it for tomorrow. It's not a matter of um, giving to someone who is more worthy and needy of it, just wasting. And, um, you know, if, if there's one thing that we can take from Ramadan, uh, beyond all the things that we can discuss, because we're not here today to discuss the virtues, the significance, the historical aspect of it, nor are we here to tell you what you should do, what you shouldn't do. But we want to take something away from Ramadan. And, and, um, and the real thing is, how can we be real again? How can humanity utilize the opportunity of being um, in a blessed month of self-rectification, of introspection, of spiritual rejuvenation, of charging our soul? How can we become real human beings, Con conscious of our faith, conscious of our God, 
conscious of our responsibility, conscious and aware of our surroundings, active engagers in our world. How can we become better human beings? Uh, you know, I was just at the middle school before I came here, Rice Middle School uh, with the MSA, had a segment on Ramadan with them. And I told them people feel Ramadan's about two things, Carl. One is about fasting and one is about feasting. A lot of us believe Ramadan's about um, staying hungry in the day and eating a lot of food. Like, you know, uh, Carl, can I say the term pigging out on the radio here? Okay, so, and, and they pig out in the evening, all right? Uh, again, for those who are not born and raised on this side of the earth, they may think I just said something derogatory. No, I didn't. It's just a terminology that we use as growing up a person who eats food without any uh, moral compass as to how much they are hoarding, how much they are selfish, and how much they are wasting. So, yeah, people pig out. Uh, and, and the thing is that people feel Ramadan's become just about that. They're fasting in the morning and the day. They're working. They come back home. And what's the norm now? Dress up, go to a party, eat so much food. Now, the host is so scared that people are coming literally like hungry wolves who haven't eaten in a year. So they cook or they order extra, extra, extra food only for that extra, extra food to be not only extravagant, but the food that they could have ordered was actually double or more than enough. So... Fasting is about two things, my fellow listeners tonight. One is eating and feasting on your spiritual nourishment. You know, you have to stop your, you have to seize um, uh, pleasuring or what well, you could say spoiling your body. And now you need to start eating to your heart's content and more for your soul. So the spiritual diet, yes, you eat up. You know, we are feasting not on food. We are feasting on our spiritual nourishment, our spiritual energy drinks, our spiritual energy bars, our spiritual protein shakes, which are prayer, which is remembrance of God, which is supplication, which is recitation of the Quran. We are going to eat our heart's content. We're literally going to eat to our nostrils when it comes to spiritual regimen. But we're not, Ramadan's not about fasting. It's about the Quran, the revelation of the Quran that on this in this month is a blessed night that the Quran was revealed in its entirety from the sacred and preserved tablet to the sky of the earth. From that point onwards, uh, the Quran was trickled down and revealed in a span of 23 years. So that's what really Ramadan's about. It's not about fasting. It's about spiritual nourishment in the Quran. It's not about feasting in the body for the sake of food. It's feasting for the soul for the sake of spiritual nourishment. That being said, that's what I talked about today at the middle school. And that's what we want to talk about today. What good do you get from suppressing your bodily wants? We're not suppressing our bodily needs. We're suppressing our bodily wants. And by, uh, by amplifying our spirituality, what are we getting? That's exactly what I talked about in the beginning. We are resetting ourselves to be real human beings. And Carl, I think it all goes down to this one catalyst. At the core of it is this. We have lost the true humanity in human beings. We're human beings in our shells, in our wrappers. We're like a kinder surprise from the outside. And when you happily as a kid open the thing up, there is a paper inside saying, sorry, we forgot to put a toy in this one. 
And that's exactly what's happening. Every human being seems to be a solution, but once you peel them down and you split them open, when it comes to taking the goodness from them, there really isn't anything there. And so the selfishness, um, the attitudes, the hatred, the jealousy, the envy has to go. And Carl, my question is, Ramadan's the only month, the only month in our calendar when you can do this stuff. You cannot spiritually nourish and uh, tone down your body and your your uh, desires. You can only do these two simultaneously, raising the soul, dropping the body in Ramadan. You can't do that in Hajj. You can't do that in prayer. You can't do that in charity. You can't do that in um, the proclamation of faith. It's a process that Ramadan is a blessing for. So, Carl, we know we've lost humanity. Let me give you an example. Tell me if you have an example. People take someone else's shoe during the Ramadan, or they park their car in a way that another car can't park, or they talk loud when someone's trying to pray. That's three examples I gave. Do you have an example on your head? Oh, um, I don't, but thank you for uh, fulfilling my fear of having my f- shoes stolen I, I i for for me it's it's an underlying worry but now it's on the surface so thank you for that but um i would also like to uh, over on uh twitter i'd like to say welcome to super sad man four for watching uh we saw your comments appreciate that um I'm getting a little feedback from your end, I think. Can you t- can you turn me down? A l- oh, there we go. It's fixed. Thank you. <laughs> um, no, but you're right. I mean, we have lost our humanity, and as Muslims, it's our job to you know not only care for ourselves but care for those around us. And you know the 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 parking lots and the shoes and and you know and and you're right. I'm I'm not gonna lie. It's it's. It, it really has, it's like a month long Thanksgiving where you starve yourself all day. It's kind of, that's where it's becoming. It's what it's becoming. We're going to iftars, you know, every night of the week or every weekend we're doing two, three, four iftars. Although if you had four iftars on a weekend, that math doesn't really play out, but you get my point. So, uh, yeah, I mean, as always, you're, you're I mean, you're, you're, you're correct. And I understand exactly what you're saying. Well, let me tell you something, Carl. You're, you're talking about four iftars on a weekend. Let me give you six. Let me give you six on a weekend. Now, I'm not saying weekdays. I'm saying weekend. You're literally hopping on Friday to two, Saturday to three, and on Sunday you'll you'll slip one in before you have to get ready for work and school. There's no concept for prayer. There's no concept for reading the Quran. There's no concept of, you know, I tell people Ramadan is a is you're checking into the ICU of Allah's hospital. You're literally saying, quarantine me, do what you need to do to me to become a better person. But it's becoming a party. You know, Ramadan's becoming a big party. So why do we have Eid for? Does anyone know, Carl, did you ever think about why we have an Eid after Ramadan? And for our non-Muslim listeners, an Eid means a day of celebration. So why are we celebrating and what are we celebrating after 30 days? Any thoughts on that, Carl? Well, 
I always thought that the that the Eid itself was just a, a completion of the month of Ramadan and a completion of the Quran coming down. Um, I mean that that was always my thought that that's what Eid was was. Am I wrong? Yeah, well, yeah, and I'll tell you why. So basically, the difference in Islamic practices, and you're not wrong, we're learning, we're all learning. And that's exactly the mindset that we need to change. Oh, we're celebrating that the Prophet Muhammad, peace be upon him, got a Quran. Hoo-ha, hooray, yay, good stuff, he got it. But the thing is that in Islam, the difference between Islam and other religions and their celebrations is, for example, other religions celebrate the birth or the demise or a historic moment in their prophet's uh, life or in their history of their faith. In our Islam, we celebrate two celebrations, both of which aren't about the Quran or sacrificing a ram or a goat. Rather, it's about you and your accomplishment. 30 days you fasted. 30 days you stayed away from what was permissible. Having sexual relationship with your spouse is permissible. But for Ramadan, you said no. Having a sip of water or eating a bite of a taco, which is Zabiya Halal, is permissible. <laughs> I'm on the Zabiya Halal rant right there. But guess what? You said you're going to let go of it. You know, it's it's not like you, you, you did away with the mayonnaise because you didn't want to get bloated. You just didn't eat it at all. And guess what? You proved to yourself in 30 days by refraining from what was permissible, which was habitual, which was the norm, you refrained from it successfully. You just proved yourself that if you can stop the things that you do every day, which are permissible, you could surely stop the things you do every day, which are not permissible. And not just for 30 days, you could do for your life. So once you finish a 30 day regiment of fasting and gratitude and prayer and reflection, and recitation and supplication, Allah's given you day 31 or day 30, depending on the moon, uh, and stay tuned, coming to an AMC theater near you, The Moon Wars. It's the sequel of the Star Wars, right? Right, Carl? The sequel of the Star Wars, where you're going to have, uh, you know, all the scholars of Darth Vader and all his Luke Skywalker, Imam Luke Skywalker, all of them are going to be debating the moon. So, you celebrate your accomplishment. This is you celebrating you. But just say you got accepted to med school. You got accepted to med school in Harvard. And every day of the semester you celebrated. And on the day of exam you failed. And now it's graduation time. Are you wearing a robe on the stage getting a diploma? Or are you sitting in your dorm crying? Simple. You're sitting in your dorm crying. Why did you celebrate admission to Harvard? It means nothing if you don't graduate from Harvard. What are we celebrating of Ramadan if we can't graduate from Ramadan? Coming to the mosque 7 o'clock in the morning on the day of Eid is actually getting your diploma. It's Allah calling you in to pray and give you your diploma. You earned it. Take it. Now go celebrate with your families. Now go feast. Now go have fun. Go to the theme parks. Go to do anything. Go have fun. You deserved it. You earned it. Same way in Hajj as we all make the sacrifice 
sacrifices for the pilgrimage and those who are not going to pilgrimage as we reflect on the sacrifices of uh, those near us only for the sake that nothing comes between me and my Allah and those 10 days of Zulhijjah which are very important days we fast and we reflect and it's not mandatory to fast it's obligate it's it's an optional fast but you do what you want to do what you need to do at the end of the day Allah saying three days of feast on that time so you're right Carl what you said wasn't wrong it was how we see it but imagine now seeing it in a different way imagine seeing it that this is me celebrating my GPA my SATs uh, my success story my diploma my degree my PhD my master's how are you gonna celebrate it first you work hard sleepless nights missing meals wearing the same clothes for four days because you don't have time for laundry right only so that you will get something at the end of it i promise you boy or boy it is worth it what you get at the end of it is well worth it carl you are correct a lot of work goes into ramadan and and it is important that we take that moment afterwards to 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 celebrate and observe and to to reward ourselves for the work that we've done and what we've just accomplished because really at the end of the day you know fasting for 30 days it 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 takes its toll on the body you know and you know just you know just just to go back about, you know, what you're talking about, the moon wars, you know, and that, that's the one thing that has stuck with me through the, when I, because I know I'm a convert, that's not a surprise, but that was the one thing that, that after I converted, the I converted near Ramadan, and I was like, oh, well, according to this, I start Ramadan here. And I just remember that there was this huge debate among these people I knew. And they were like, no, it starts here. No, it starts there. And I'm like, oh, this must be just a weird year, perhaps. And then the next year came, and it was the same conversation. And then the next year came, and it was the same conversation. And I'm like, why can we not just all get on the same page? Why is it every year there has to be the moon wars? Every single year, it has to be the moon wars and i don't understand why that's a thing you know why carl because we have made ramadan a political statement we've made the eid a political statement where we exercise our power flex our muscles and show that we know better than everyone else for those who don't know the islamic calendar is determined by the sighting of the moon the sighting could be from any way, any means, but you have to sight the crescent of the moon, not the dark moon, the crescent of the moon, which is anywhere between 12 and 14 hours after the birth of it, based on the global standard time in any location where it can be sighted and the conditions are such that you can't sight it. The moon wars once upon a time were whose sighting is credible and whose isn't. Which area sighting is credible in which area isn't? What do I follow and what do you follow? That was the fight for the longest time. Now we threw a new rabbit in the hat, and that is, shall we calculate it? So according to the calculations, um, Eid, for example, is on the 4th. According to my staples.com calendar on my desk and on my Samsung phone, Eid's on the 5th. And guess why I think they're more right than our Muslim councils are. But again, what's it about? I need to stand up. 
I, I need to stand out. I need to prove my point. And yeah, that's where we are, everybody. That's where we are. And so all I can advise in the moon wars, don't get involved. If Ramadan is a day longer, use it to better yourself. Use it for those blessings and rewards. You're not missing out on anything. Inshallah, around the world, we hope that 90% of the world will start Ramadan the same time. That being next Sunday night, Monday being the first fast when it comes to the Eid. It's going to be a bit iffy, but again... We will just go with what happens and what transpires. But nevertheless, our dear listeners, you can't change the world. We can't change these shootings. We can protest till the cows come home and the rooster calls itself in the top of the barn. We can keep on doing what we need to do. But truly, it's time for the Muslim community to introspect, to perform self-rectification, uh, uh, exercises on themselves to embrace others as they would want to be embraced to be an example of good and not seek others to be that example of good and hopefully after 30 days we'll be on a different path and hopefully that path will be a better path so that's my message tonight to all of you I don't want to bore you I don't want to um I don't want to be a person that constantly repeats the same old bad news every week. But I want you and I to face reality. This is the world we're living in. And you have an obligation. How can I fulfill my obligation? Number one, you listen to our show and you take the perspective with you. Number two, we are here to spark conversations. Take these conversations to your kitchen table, to your office to your friend circle, to your extended family. Let this conversation trickle out and let it multiply across your networks and beyond. Number three, be the instrument of change that you want to see in this world. Number four, hold the reins of our world and direct it towards where you need it to go and where we all need it to go, which is betterment for all. And last but not least, subscribe to Raw Islam. You can subscribe to us on various channels uh, through Venn Network, Google Play, iTunes, uh, Stitcher. We're on Periscope now. We're on Twitter. We've been on Twitter, YouTube. There are numerous ways that you can be a part of this movement, part of this discussion, part of this culture and community. All you need to do is subscribe. It's free. All you need to do then is share it with your friends. And sit down with us once a week for half an hour and be a part of this discussion. We're not here to lecture to you. We're here to hear from you. And the last thing, Carl, is you can win $200. Yes, Carl said it right. You can win $200. All you need to do is come up with a hip design that kind of articulates raw Islam that talks about us peeling away the onion, the culture, the stigma, the perceptions, the false perceptions, the stereotypes and the phobia surrounding the faith so that we can see the faith itself. It should speak volumes. And if you make that T-shirt, Carl and I will get a panel of judges from the 1994 Olympics. And I don't know where it happened. I don't even know if Olympics happened in 1994. Wait, but wait, we'll pick one up and we'll wait, get those wait, judges wait. from somewhere. For you. <laughs> yes, Carl. Come to that. No, I was just gonna say what 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 judges? I don't know anybody that participated in the nineteen ninety four Olympics. I, I, you might be on your own with that one. 
Right, I needed to wake everyone up, so we got that done. But I'm going to hand it back to you, Carl, and that's all from me tonight. Um, Carl, what's the closing words from you tonight, my dear brother? Well, it'll be a lot of repeating exactly what you just said. I want to thank everybody for joining us tonight. I want to thank everybody on Periscope. I want to thank, uh, let me just double check this, make sure I got it right. I want to say super, I want to thank super sad man on Periscope. I want to thank Sister Layla. And I want to thank uh, L Sunshine for joining us in the chat room here. I'm aware of the feedback. I think Imam Azhar has me just turned up a little loud on his laptop, and that's what's causing the feedback. I had that problem before, but thank you for pointing it out. Um, we are absolutely. If you know a graphic designer, go check our Twitter feed, Ven Network, V E N N N E T W O R K. There is an email address that we have posted multiple times. Go share it with a graphic designer that you know. We are running a contest. Excuse me, and we're giving away $200, and we're going to give it to the person who has the best design that our our listeners and our fans vote on. So get out there. Let's submit your designs. Let's make some cool swag. And uh, in the meantime, you can head over to vennetwork.org where you can find all of the shows, all of the ways to subscribe, and you can find a way to uh, get some cool swag like this and also what we're trying to design to help support the network, support the hosts, and support the shows. And um, da, 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 I believe that is everything for right now. So until next week, ladies and gentlemen, we will say assalamu alaikum assalamu alaikum first of all we should develop detention centers for them everywhere there is a song you'll find women oppressed This has been a production of the Venn Network.